0: Welcome to Radio Finance, the podcast that helps you understand the transformative developments taking place in the world today. Good afternoon. I have with me e Ione. He is CEO and co-founder of TagPay, a financial technology company that focuses on next-gen cloud-based uh, core banking system and uh, powers several digital banks. Eep. Thank you so much for joining us today. TACPIP provides a cloud-based next-gen core banking system to banks. Tell us briefly about your company, your journey so far, and what's your target market?
1: Well, our company is is a typical uh, fintech uh, company, meaning developing technology for finance. Uh, I'm the co-founder and, and I've been uh, involved in technology in banking forever. I used to be the director of innovation of the world leader in smart card business. So I, I, I decided t- t- 10 or 15 years ago to leave the smart card because I was convinced the banks were going to have to change and to evolve in their IT systems. And I met with my partner, his name is Hervé Manson, and he's a telecom engineer, and we have put together... Uh, an offer to banks that is using the latest technology of telecom addressed to the banking industry. And this is what we call the next generation core banking system. So the company has grown uh, slowly at the beginning because we were a little bit too early. We have developed our activity in Africa. Then we came back to Europe. And now we are developing mainly between Africa and Europe. uh, And we are looking for, we are targeting and addressing the need of what I call visionary bankers, bankers who are considering and understanding that their business is going to be transformed dramatically in the coming years, and that they need to use different kinds of technology in order to address this new time, this new cycle, this new period.
0: Bank's requirements from the core banking system, as you said, has evolved rapidly. There is increasing shift towards agile and scalable systems. Um, uh, The architecture has changed. Uh, There's accelerated digital transformation now, in this scenario, what is your opinion on what exactly is core banking today, and what are the essential components of a futuristic core banking system?
1: Okay, so the core banking is is a is, is, it's very interesting as as a as a subject as an issue because it really uh, let's say it's the it's the witness and the, and the the, the actual uh, uh, characteristic of the bank culture uh, in the. Last cycle, which we call the legacy core banking system cycle, the banks was, in fact, like a safe of a vault or vault. The goal of the bank was to keep the money, to secure the money, to, to make it grow and potentially, of course, to give, to give credit and to, and to have uh, different type of services. But the, the culture of the bank was to control and to close the bank and to make it a safe. Okay, This is what we are living. We are reaching a point where the bank has to evolve. The next generation core banking system is going to have to connect and to interface and to work with different actors in the economy. Some of them could be customers, some of them could be, uh, I would say, partners that are are going to help to develop the business, and some of those, of course, are going to be technology companies. And because of this new role, this new position of the bank, of being the center of this new ecosystem, the complete architecture has to be redesigned, and it has to be designed for that interaction with outside.
0: Do you want to elaborate on what are uh, the essential uh, elements of this futuristic architecture of futuristic uh, core banking system?
1: I believe there are something like five, five different, uh, uh, I would say, characteristics that are very, very specific. The first one is the cloud. I do not believe the next generation core banking system will be on-premise. There are many reasons for that. It's not because I love the cloud. It's because the cloud makes a lot of sense, Okay, and we can develop it later. The second characteristic is that it has to be mobile-centric. Mobile-centric means that it's going to be used by customers and all of them will have a mobile phone. And that is transforming the way we are addressing the consumer, not only on the UX issue, but also on the type of service that will be provided. And and I would say the features that we're going to deliver. The third one is going to be the real-time. Real-time, what I mean by real-time is that we, you, me, everybody now lives in a real-time world and the bank do- doesn't. The bank doesn't because they haven't evolved. They, they they come from a time where you had two different clocks, you know, the back office and the front office. This is over. When we make an operation, it has to be immediately and 100% processed in order to be able to have the trust of the consumer, okay? So, so th- this is uh, extremely important because uh, it is not just a matter of having a reaction to The end user, it's a matter of having an organization and process that are going to be extremely efficient and capable of managing all the banking operation without any delay. Okay. The third, the fourth one is going to be the security. Security, you know, you have to realize that the, the legacy core banking system were developed and, and, and designed before the name hacker was invented. So of course they have adapt, but we're reaching a point where it needs to be designed specifically with the new threats that the banks is facing. And one of the reasons why the banks are facing those new threats is because of the fifth element of my demonstration is that the bank has to be open, meaning you have to be open and safe. And this is something impossible in the old world. And the all purpose of this new architecture and so have this connectivity, we call them APIs, whatever you call them, but it's a tools in order to connect to, to other architecture, to other services, to other features without jeopardizing the security?
0: There are several core banking technology providers in. Uh, so that includes traditional players like Infosys, FIS, Temenos, uh, various players who are also providing core banking services on cloud. And then there are new age providers like Mambu, Thought Machine, and others. Now, how does your technology and proposition differ from others?
1: Well, we, we are clearly uh, next to Mambu and Thought Machine. I mean, we, we, we are in exactly the same field. And in fact, we, we do compete with those actors. Now, um, every, it's like, like in every uh, computer evolution. Everybody has a different story. You know, our story, we come from the payment, we come from the wallets, we come from Africa. We've been building our, our, our platform using the field and using the, the, the green field operation in order to, to get from the people what they wanted and what they needed with all the level of security and featuring that we needed. Uh, some others come with another past, another story. But at the end of the day, we are targeting the same situation, which is how to provide to banks the tools in order to enter the new era, which is the digital banking era. Um,
0: Got it. Okay. And so, and if I were to compare you with uh, traditional players like Infosys, FIS, Tavenos, and others, uh, then if you could just elaborate on, on how your proposition is, or how your technology is different from what they are offering?
1: I have a lot of respect for those companies. Let's face it. I'm not going to believe or to say that we can compare or be better or be worse. That's not the point. The point is you cannot compare what we do with what Temenos and FIS does, uh, or Infosys. Um, you know, one, one of the one of the analogy that I sometimes say is that you know you cannot compare a beautiful. I mean the, the Queen of England's co- coach. You know the the horse horse carriage. Uh, full of gold, full of luxe, beautiful, and and the last generation uh, electric car. We are the last generation electric car. Both are driving on a road, but we don't do the same trip. So if I start to be a little bit more precise, and this is it's complex to to, to compare the 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 old project cannot be compared with Temenos or the others. The reason is that um, we are breaking all the all the the the. I would say the process we are we are reinventing the whole uh, organisation of the bank. The evolution of the bank is a little bit behind the rest of the industries because they have been extremely good to adapt and upgrade another layer and an additional layer in order to to feed with the, the the latest need, and and they have been forcing this evolution on architecture that is not was not designed for that. For instance, when you, when you have a, um, let's say Temenos generation software, uh, when you want to make an upgrade uh, meaning you have to, you, you work by release. So every two or three years, you change your release and you go from release 1.1 to 1.2. And therefore, for the bank, it's the major issue to be the year of the new release of the software. Uh, our world doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. We have continuous delivery and we, have, uh, we are upgrading 100% of our platform every two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks depending on the need. So we are constantly putting upgrade of the of the of our operation and we can guarantee that at any existing time in the in the whatever future, our customers will have the latest version every day, which is completely different from what existed in the past. That's one example. Of course I have a similar address for the 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 business model. Business model. Um, when you, when you install a bank with a legacy system, you need, to, you need to, you, to, to buy first, usually, except if it's in the cloud, but usually you have to develop on-premise some type of facilities, but then you have to pay some setup, some training, some maintenance, some license. We don't do that. We, we are on, the, of course, what we call a SaaS software as a service and therefore we start with a very low level of investment for the banks and then they can inc- you know, they, they pay us depending on the number of account that is active in the bank. This is another angle also that didn't exist in the past and that we're bringing on the market.
0: Tell me a bit uh, about uh, your target market also. Are you focusing primarily on digital banks or are you also looking at traditional banks?
1: The issue is not to create new banks because of course in many countries we have enough banks and in some countries, like in Africa, we need to develop new banks, naturally. But a- around the world, there, there are many banks. The issue is how the banks are going to go from the legacy sur- cycle to the digital cycle, okay? And this move is a big issue for the banks, because of course, I do not imagine anywhere that we're going to decide, well, one day, we're going to take the old system, throw it away, and put a new one instead. That, that won't happen, because of course, you yeah. imagine the stress, okay? so so my vision is that the banks and that's what we do banks every bank large banks small banks whatever banks they have to consider our offer as a tool to develop new services for new targets and new approach and a new offer okay and if they do that they're going to start to use this new type of banks that are digital banks. they're going to get used to it they're going to adopt it and then those banks those new banks those new division of banks are going to grow, and, you know, after the years, the, the, I would say the customer of the old bank will have edged, will have become older, the employees of the uh, old bank will have become older too, and the new banks will take take the, the lead. And this is how I think it's going to go. It's going to be very, it's not going to be overnight, it's going to come slowly, but it will come through the, the, the understanding of the large bank, That our solutions are here to help them to solve problems that they have a hard time to solve with the legacy system and they can use our platforms to develop those new offers and then grow with them.
0: How adaptable do you see traditional banks to this migration to new cloud-based core banking systems given they've got a technology debt, they've got existing technology frameworks, security concerns and and a whole lot of uh, back-end processes that are customized. So, um, how adaptable or how readily, um, you know, uh, how ready are they for this transition uh, to cloud-based banking?
1: Well, you 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 know the market. You know that some are ready, some are not, (laughs) Uh, which is classic. Classic in every evolution. I've been in innovation all my life. I'm always facing legacy guys that are looking for holding the past with them because they don't want to, to change because of fear. You know their, their own personal vision of the time is, is not that long. Therefore, w- why to bother now? All those kind of things are going to slow down the banks. Now, which is completely not just the banks. Every industry is like that. The problem is that today, banks are facing some threats. And you know the threats. The threats are, of course, those new banks. And we can address new banks. They are not big threats, but they exist. You have the telecom operators who are starting to grow in the financial industry and they are going to start to, to eat the value chain of the bank to catch it. And the third one, which is obviously the most concerning, is the big tech that are obviously they, they own the customer, they have infinite capacity of investment, they have a culture of innovation. And they are very smartly looking at financial services in order to enter that world. And the banks will not be able to have any type of of reaction to these uh, growth of of threats if they don't have the right tools.
0: So the competition is increasing. The threats are increasing for banks. That that is true. But the fact is also that they have a huge technology deck, which, which brings them a lot of challenges and concerns. So as... Given that scenario, what are the biggest challenges that the banks face if they have to undertake this, this transition towards, uh, you know, entirely uh, core banking cloud-based system, a new-gen core banking system, which which is probably a, um, which means a whole lot of change in their entire infrastructure processes uh, to, to reap the benefits that they're looking for. And second would be uh, the strategy that they need to adopt to undertake that kind of a migration migration or the challenge that, uh, you know, the uh, to have an effective transition, which is least destructive for them.
1: So the, the, the decision of going to digital is not, should not be, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 scary. It should be, it should be something that is, that is going to open to banks, a lot of new opportunities. And to answer to your question of the, of the, I would say, uh, legacy and, and t- technical debts um the, the I'm, I'm not thinking that we are going to switch off the old bank of course that is going to keep going i'm just concerned about how to use the old architecture to deliver new services when that happened the bank should consider using a new architecture for the, those new services and and to be very precise Usually, very often, it makes it easier, it, makes it, it, it is quite easy because those new services are targeting new people. Meaning, so I, I can give you examples, but you know, there are populations, a large part of the population is either unbanked or poorly banked or unhappy customer of banks. Those guys, and those are attracted by the new banks, of course, but those guys should be targeted by the banks in order to be served with the latest technology. And, and those guys are, re- are ready to, 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 to open accounts and to, and to be a customer of the new system. And the old system will you know, decrease nicely. We will, of course, still use for many years the, a lot of uh, services that they have. I'm speaking about the compliance, the risk management, the, you know, accounting, all those things will be used by the new system. We're not speaking about throwing everything away. We're speaking about having an architecture of account management, transaction management, uh, user interface, APIs, real time—all that connected to this, you know, the part of the old architecture that we can use in order to to develop this new this new bank that is going to grow. And at one given point of in history, we disconnect both, of course.
0: If if I understand it correctly, is for the bank to retain that existing core banking system, which is powering their uh, basic, um, you know, so the loans, deposit, the, 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 you know, the the core system to remain same, but uh, for that system to exist and coexist with you as an arm which is powering a completely digital proposition. Uh, So, so which means that the bank, uh, what what you're suggesting is that the bank should have two different systems. uh, One for the uh, to manage their existing operations and another one to manage their digital operations. Is that right?
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, my vision is even worse than that. My vision is that they would have 10 different systems that would be interconnected. You know, I see, I have an image on my slide sometimes that it shows It shows a big whale, you know, beautiful whale. And suddenly the big whale is, is is, is, is uh, uh, you know, to get around, around that whale, there are small little beautiful fish that are, you know, Swimming everywhere, and suddenly the whales slowly disappear. And, and there are all those fish, and, and each fish has a different, you know, customer, targets, whatever position in the bank. And this is what I foresee as becoming the next, the future of banking. It's, it's this interaction between new platforms that are designed to interact, they will share data, they will share plenty of things that you need to do in a bank, but they will not have this type of monolithic, extremely heavy. Uh, architecture that is reaching a point where you know like and all well they, they cannot swim very easily anymore because they're too big it's too difficult and, and this is a natural evolution and uh th- this is how i see every big bank evolving and uh, and we have the technology to do that you know the i, I you know if i take example like Societe Generale in africa they have eight of our banks eight of our platforms and, and, they, and, they, and they, they use them, you know, with, with a, with a mother, mother company that is managing all those things, and it works very well. And it's, it's another logic. It's another organization of the banks that is open, meaning it's going to be used as, as a platform to, to manage ecosystems. And this is transforming the whole business of banking.
0: Uh, share with us some of the uh, you know use cases and your implementation where you have uh, managed to achieve what you shared with me just now. Uh, so you know, you know having uh, multiple uh, different uh, core banking systems to power different arms.
1: So the, the multiple vision is is a vision. It's not something that that's how I see, I foresee the the future of banking. BMCR is interesting because BMCR is one of the biggest bank of Mauritania and they, and they have a, a very strong position on the country. But the, they realized that they were unable to evolve anymore at, 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 a, at an efficient, efficiently meaning the speed to evolve and the cost to evolve was impossible with the market that was not generating enough revenue to pay all of that. So we met with them, and what is interesting, just for your information, is that we met right at the beginning of the COVID crisis, and we we started sharing with Zoom like we do today, and uh, after after four months of discussion. We have installed a new platform. We have—they have launched a new bank, and they are growing at a very fast rate in Mauritania. In order to, allow not compete, but they are next to the old bank. The the branches of the old bank is used as an adjunct of the new bank, meaning the the, the overall company grows in the same direction. But the customers are hosted are managed by our new generation CBS and. You know, I I, I, need, I don't need to tell you that they are very successful. And of course, and it goes fast. And they would have been absolutely incapable of doing that with the legacy system because it's another it's another generation.
0: How many banks have you implemented your core banking system in?
1: We, we implemented to banks, to payment service provider, to electronic money issuers, those people that are managing accounts. Some of them do loans, some of them don't do loans. But globally, we have something like 30 or 29 or 30 of them.
0: Have you also implemented uh, in uh, traditional banks with existing large operations, or you focus primarily on digital banks?
1: We have done both. Let's me. Let me tell you how how we evolved. We started by early early adopters, and they were all new banks, new new actors. You know, entrepreneurs, people that wanted to change the the world. <laughs> they were taking our technology to to you know to transform the the, the with a lot of uh, I would say vision and 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 uh, and enthusiasm. That was that was until 2000, uh, 2014. Okay, and in 2014 we met with Societe Generale and met with Trust Merchant Bank in Kinshasa. Two, two accounts. Our vision was exactly their vision of the way the banks were had to go. So, we, in fact, Societe Generale invested in our company because they were so excited about our, our capacity of making the new a new type of banks. So they became our our shareholder at that time, and uh, we have installed with them uh, eight banks, uh, mainly west africa and madagascar and a Motion bank same thing same idea their vision was with the old technology we will never be able to grow we will stay with the part of the population that can can bring us massive uh, uh return on investment uh, because the cost of the banks in, uh, and the process and the branches and etc is too expensive we are not anymore in a in a in a time where people want to pay the bank. We won't pay banks anymore. The, the commission are going to disappear. The the the, uh, the the interest rate are going to stay low. So the banks they have to find new ways to make money and they have to find it's mandatory for their life to find ways to manage and to run their bank at a very low cost. And the legacy system is just not adapted to that. We bring not only the new features that are, but also the new cost which is extremely low. And that's what trans Bank did. That was, of course, Société Générale. And, uh, and the last one, which was, it is probably the most significant part comparing to, uh, relatively to your question, is uh, the, the Banque Postale in France. Uh, it was very interesting. We They had that vision very clearly that uh, they had to have a, a computer platform, a computer system, an IT platform that was going to bring to the group the agility, the reactivity, the low cost, and the and the capacity to develop new services. They needed that. They had purchased a legacy system. They installed that, that thing. Uh, and of course, it didn't work. Of course, it was impossible. It was impossible because there were no flexibility. There were no openness. There were, the costs were very high. The, the time to market was crazy. And they met us and they put our platform uh, instead. And, and you know, I, of course, we have now 15 different services that have been developed with them. And uh, and they serve all the different um, I would say operation of the group. You, uh, each time there is a digital, innovative financial service to be to be delivered.
0: We see a lot of emerging technologies coming in, and uh, blockchain is one of those. So, I want to also get a perspective on how feasible is the application of uh, blockchain to reduce the operational processes in institution, or to uh, to improve the um, you know the efficiency within the bank in their backend processes. Um, uh, Give us your views on
1: this. Blockchain is, is, a, is an interesting subject. I'm going to give you my view and then I'm going to give you my opinion on blockchain. My view as StackPay is that um, we are committed to use blockchain anywhere, in any situation where it can bring a plus in the banking processes. So we identified a couple of them. Uh, uh, the, the, the first one it would, be, would be the smart contract. That should be something that uh, banks should be interested in. Today, we don't have any demand yet, but we are working with uh, specialized uh, companies who are dealing with these solutions and that are going to bring to the banks this uh, repudiability and this strength of the signature of those specific contracts. And, of course, the second one is the, the cryptography, uh, crypto money, sorry, crypto money, which is a uh, uh, you know as you know um, something that is being analyzed and sometimes developed by many central banks that are looking for how to use the the cryptocurrency in order to uh, to, to 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 help or challenge or be part of the of the monetary ecosystem in their country. Uh, naturally, our platform is adaptable to all of that. Okay, there is no no debate. Uh, the 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 design. Of these new generation of computers or, or, or software makes it, you know, um, I, I don't want to say easy, but extremely fast to adapt to adapt to any new request that would come from the market, especially on that field. Now, if I speak about more, my, if I'm more teasing now about the 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 crypto, you know, or the cryptocurrency and the the, the blockchain uh, approach. Uh, th- there is a, a trend to, to to mention blockchain everywhere in order to to be uh, in the in the hype. Uh, so so if we need to, we can. Uh, but we don't think there is any uh, urgency in our platform to push uh, the blockchain as as a solution. For us, it's a tool. That tool is extremely interesting, but we have to keep it to the place where it's useful.
0: But blockchain is finding application in uh, areas like uh, you know uh, say transaction banking for example uh, mm-hmm. um, in uh, lead of credits and, and then uh, other areas payments so yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course smart contract you you already mentioned so so there are various areas where blockchain yeah. is finding yeah, yeah, yeah. application oh, sure, yeah, sure. But, yeah but i i wanted to get a perspective of from you in terms of you know the the back end processes if you're seeing uh, uh, the integration with blockchain, if that is making a, a difference to some of the institutions that you've been working with, or if you are yourself integrating with that as a technology to improve or to speed up the efficiency or the transparency uh, in the processes.
1: We're, we're working on project, but we don't have any actual operation using uh, um, blockchain yet. But again, we'd be very happy to do it. It's just a matter of demand. The demand in for our customers today is not really there it's maybe the but next step
0: what are the biggest challenges that a bank faces uh, when they are uh, moving on uh, toward newer you know to a newer technology a newer back end technology from their existing technology so if you could just highlight some of them even in your um, own implementation what were the main challenges that you faced uh, when you were doing it for an existing bank
1: for me the biggest risk that the bank is facing is to do nothing if the banks don't move, I'm worried. I'm worried and no. we can speak about it. Okay, so this is important. The number one challenge is a human challenge. Is a human challenge. The banks have a culture and there is nothing negative in what I've said because it was mandatory and I was a part of that. The culture is to make sure we don't allow anybody to have a new idea. We don't want to be in the norm. The norm is the norm and we follow the norm. The rules are the rules and we follow the rules. The the let's say the innovation comes from the evolution of regulation. So you know it's not a bank issue, it's a central bank issue. That's their culture. Okay. They know now that they have to get out of that culture. They have to develop creativity, they have to develop initiatives, they have to develop risk. And they are doing it. But this is the challenge. The challenge is to find the the, the, the banker meaning the guy who is in charge of a bank, who has the vision that it is mandatory to to transform their operation in order to be more efficient, more flexible, and and therefore more profitable. This is, for me, big, because I meet customers every day and uh, inside the organization, which are big, which are very conservative, where the compliance and the risk management are, are, are extremely powerful, it's extremely difficult for them to get out of this culture of uh, absence of evolution and absence of creativity. And for me, this is huge.
0: Tell us also a bit about uh, your uh, business and financial growth, your revenue growth. So uh, uh, are are you financially sustainable now?
1: Of course, I mean, we've been sustainable for two years. Um, the, the, our evolution is interesting. We started with a, so so as a, as I told you, early adopters, and we we from, from with a lot of getting the knowledge from the from the customers and the field. Then then Societe Generale came in, and when Societe Generale came in, they, they invested in our company. So that was ge- giving us, uh, I would say, enough resource to to, to grow, and and especially with Societe Generale. Um, the, the, what we have done is that we have enormously learned about security, compliance, and risk. They are doing an audit in our organization every you know, once or twice a year. Uh, we are inside their organization as a risk uh, management and compliance uh, a program and uh, I mean honestly we've learned a lot. We were not uh, at the right level when they arrived, and we 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 in in like six months we dis- we succeeded to get everything green light and we were fine. So that was a big step, and we it needed we needed some resource and also some some uh, expertise. So now now so we've done that and we've grown with the Générale General and with La Banque Postale, and last year. We are we, we because the market is growing because you mentioned all those new actors that are coming in we have decided that it was the right time to to have a, a, a bigger investor to come in in order to help us to grow to the next step which is to become a major actor in europe and in Africa and maybe in the rest of the world because of course we are we are active in many different places but but our target is really Europe Western europe and and uh, and Africa and uh, so uh, uh, um, an investment fund called Long Arc uh, Capital in New York uh, met us and they decided to invest in our company and they they invested 23 or 25 million euros uh, in December. And so now we have we have these American partners that are extremely interesting for us because they bring us the, the other expertise which I would call, the process expertise, the industriation expertise, the professionalism expertise.
0: So uh, how are you planning to invest this? What is your future roadmap from here?
1: Okay, so we have we have, um, we have different priorities. The first one is that we're going to invest in sales. We had very small sales department. So we have now an organized sales department and we're, you know, with a structure that is is dimension to address the market that I mentioned. The second one is that we are investing in what I called uh, I don't know if you said it in English. Um, banking expertise, expertise, meaning meaning we will have inside our team some real banker experts that are, that are already there. They're already there. They' are there to influence our specification and to make sure we stick with the need of the evolution of banks.. Okay? And the third one is of course the development, the product itself that will be, is going to evolve forever. So we need to have the resources. And even if it was designed, which is interesting, it was designed when we designed the product, it was designed to be immediately multilingual, multi-currency, multi-regulation. So we know how to adapt to all those regulations, to all those language extremely easily. But but at the same time we have a lot of new things to develop, uh, I- including the ecosystem, our own ecosystem, of course, where we are, we are partner, partnering with with many different other fintech or other solution provider or technology provider that is going to bring us you know a strength and a very very powerful
0: product because you you are targeting various different geographies, uh, you mentioned Africa and Europe, so. Uh, and every country has a different regulation is there a certain amount of uh, customization or a change that needs to be done in your system when it's implemented across different countries
1: you know that, that worries everybody and it doesn't worry us so because it's a, i think this is that's why i mentioned it it, it is a matter of uh, the the original specification of the product was designed to be adaptable to all those all those different issues so we looked at all the different rules there is not one different rule for each country. There are a group of countries that have the same type of rules. So when you have include included in your early architecture all the tools, all the connection, all the the data that you might need for for, give, for a given a geographical area, the adaptation is not a big deal. We, we, we haven't faced any problem with that with our architecture, which is of course not the case if it's a legacy system that was designed for a given, Legacy for legal regulation uh, um, area.
0: Are you looking at Asia Pacific region as well?
1: Of course, but we—I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know the decision we took. The decision we took was that we cannot open immediately worldwide. It's too much. You know we need to focus on on uh, some geographical area. So uh, and uh, so our plan today is to is to really get some success in Europe. You know confirm our success in Europe. Uh, continue our growth in Africa, but of course we are speaking to customers in in Asia, but we are not uh, active, actively actively uh, uh, you know prospect prospective prospecting. But uh, okay. we, we will soon. <laughs>
0: and how big is your team size?
1: We are fifty now, five o. Fifty. Okay. 50. And we were we were thirty in December, so we have hired twenty five people, something like that. Uh, since December. and
0: Thank you so much, Yves. Uh, you gave us a lot of insight. Thank you for listening to Radio Finance. For more content, visit the Asian Banker website and follow us on social media.